after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the messenger alayhi salatu wassalam and upon his family and upon his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance and to the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan Allahumma inna na'udhubika min ilmin la infa' wa min qalbin la yafsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min du'a'in la yusma' verily Allah we seek refuge with you from knowledge there is no benefit and from a heart there is no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction or contentment and from a du'a that goes unanswered and from a du'a that goes unanswered to proceed ikhwan fa fi hadihi layla نبدأ إن شاء الله تعالى القراءة من كتاب جديد من علم جديد بإذن الله الرحمن الرحيم بإذن الله الرحمن الرحيم. so tonight inshallah we intend to begin reading from a new book from a new science inshallah تعالى وهذا الدرس سيقام إن شاء الله تعالى بكل so this class inshallah ta'ala for those who intend to come is going to be held every inshallah Sunday bi'idhnillahi ta'ala wa inshallah ta'ala sanu'linu jami'a durusi hadha al-masjid bi'idhnillahi ar-rahman ar-rahim and inshallah we're going to announce and write out all the classes Inshallah ta'ala for everyone As one of the brothers mentioned مَا عِنْدُكُمْ شَيْءٍ مَكْتُوبٍ فَقُلْنَا إِنشَاءَ ta'ala قَرِيبًا As one of the brothers said You guys don't have a schedule out or anything And we said inshallah soon inshallah ta'ala طَيْفَ فَفِي يَوْمِ أَحَدْ نَبْدَى دَرْسًا لِلْعَائِلَةِ فِي فَنِّ الْفِقْرِ So on Sunday nights is going to be our family class <coughs> Inshallah ta'ala in the science of al-fiqh In the science of al-fiqh فسنلقي دروسا في كل كل يوم إن شاء الله تعالى نحاول كلنا إمامنا وشيوخنا في هذا المسجد إن شاء الله تعالى. so we're gonna try our best our beloved Imam our beloved شيوخ and other teachers that we have at this blessed masjid to have a class every night almost إن شاء الله تعالى لنستفيد جميعا so all of us can benefit إن شاء الله تعالى. نعم طيب فهذا الكتاب عنوانه منهج السالكين منهج السالكين. so the the name of tonight's class tonight's book rather is منهج السالكين في أو وتوضيح وتوضيح الفقه في الدين. it's the methodology of those who are traveling in the path of Allah and the clarification of al-fiqh of the religion, of having understanding of Al-Islam. Minhaj al-Salikin wa tawdih al-fiqhi fi deen. 
the methodology, the path of those who are yaslukuna ila Allah, those who are traveling to Allah, and the clarification of al-fiqh, having understanding fiddin of the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa sahibu hadha al-kitab la nasma' minhu kathiran fi Amerika al-asaf min du'afina wa min jahlina la'alna la na'arifu manzilata hadha al-imam rahimahullah ta'ala. Unfortunately in the Maraka, you don't hear the likes of this Imam a lot, unfortunately. Perhaps Luqman, because of our ignorance in America. Perhaps our ignorance, we don't know the level of many of the ulama, ya ikhwan. So for that reason, we are ignorant of many of the ulama. Akhtaruna la na'lam al-ulama'a illa al-ulama'a min balidina. Many of us, if you are asked who are some of the scholars of today, we can't mention except the scholars of our country, the scholars of our own countries, and that's good, but it has some deficiency there. Is it a condition upon the students of knowledge to know all the scholars of your time? Is that a condition? No. The answer is no. The answer is no. بعض الناس يستغربون إذا العرب لا يعلموا كثيرا من العلماء هذا لا يدل على شيء لا يدل على شيء many of us become amazed if you don't know all the scholars or a lot of the scholars that doesn't mean anything يا أخو لا يدل على شيء لكن إذا العرب يحب العلم يحب من يعلمه هذا العلم however if a servant loves knowledge he's going to know those he's going to love those and know those who teach the people the knowledge of the Quran and the knowledge of the Sunnah. So the author of this book, Yaqwan, he's known to us as a Shaykh Abdul Rahman as Saadi. And in the Arabic language you can say it two ways. You can say as Saadi or you can say as-sa'di. You can say as-sa'di and you can say as-sa'di. How many ways, Luqman? Two. One of them? Sa'di. As-sa'di. Our scent. Did y'all win the game? Fools too? Allah. Where's the brother that shot all those bricks earlier with the red shirt? Oh, he changed. He had red earlier. Now he got the green. Did you win earlier? You win your game? Alhamdulillah. Everybody that lost owes 10 push-ups, inshallah. Everybody that lost owes 10 push-ups after, after class, inshallah. Tayyip. Tayyip, inshallah So let's learn some brief biography of the great Imam Al-Sa'di before we begin the book, inshallah ta'ala. So the scholars they mention with regards to As-Sa'di Abu Abdullah Abdul Rahman Ibn Nasir Ibn Abdullah Ibn Nasir Ibn Hamdi Ali Sa'di So his kunya is Abu Abdullah Somebody write this down Abu Abdullah Abdul Rahman Ibn Nasir Abu Abdullah Abdul Rahman Ibn Nasr. 
He was born in the province of Uneza. In the year 1307. And his beloved mother, she passed away, Rahimahallah, when he was only four years old. When he was only four years old. And then three years later, his father passed away. So his mother passed away when he was four. And then three years later, his father passed away. And the scholars differ, Ya Ikhwan, with regards to who is called the orphan. The scholars, they differ. Some scholars say it's when the father dies while the child is young. Some scholars say, no, both parents have to die while you're young. So they differ there. Some scholars say if the father passes away while you're young, that person is an orphan. Other scholars say, no, both parents have to pass away while he's young. So his father passed away when he was how old, ya Ikhwan? Four. Uh, and then his, his, his mother passed away firstly when he was how old? Four. And then his mother, how old was he when his mother passed away? Seven. Seven. All right, sent. So he was, he grew up as an orphan. Both of his parents passed away. And then the wife of his father took him in and she raised him up. And she raised him up. And his, the wife of his father, after his parents passed away, she took him in and she loved him. Some scholars they say when they talk about his biography that the wife of his father loved him more than she loved her own children. Loved him more than she loved her own children. And sometimes a man marries a woman and she loves the, the husband's children more than she loves her own children. And that's from Allah, Sometimes you try not to love someone more than you love someone else, but that happens from time to time, you don't possess your own heart. How many times we love somebody, it's not allowed for us to love him, but we love him. Sometimes we love somebody and it's better not to love him. No one possesses his own heart. The hearts are between the fingers of the most merciful as the Messenger, alayhi salatu salam, he mentions. 
And from the first of his scholars was his father. His father used to take the place of the Imam of the Masjid in his time. And Sa'di memorized the Quran when he, he didn't pass the year of 12 years old. He was 12 something, almost 13 years old when he hafidah al Quran. He memorized the Quran. He was raised up with a righteous upbringing. And he memorized the Quran. And he wasn't even 13 years of age. And then 13 years old or so, he began to sit as you guys sit in the circles of knowledge. His love for learning began to increase when he was only 13 years old. And he had a great aspiration, ikhwan. Let's stop here briefly. Sometimes we seek knowledge and you find that the person does not have high aspirations. And this is a mistake. It's upon us to have a high aspiration, a high goal in our seeking knowledge. What do you want to obtain? The person he's asked, what are you trying to obtain with your seeking knowledge? He says, I want to be a big shaykh for the sake of Allah. That's a high goal, high aspiration. This one says, I want to memorize Jews Amma only. Not like that, Nehwan. We should have himmatun aliyatun, high aspirations. Even if we're elderly, even if we're men in ajanik, we're from the non-Arab, we should have high aspiration. Even if we don't speak Arabic, or we didn't even memorize our letters. How can I be a student of knowledge? I don't even learn my alif and my ba and my ta. You still have a himmatun aliyatun. You still have high aspirations. So we're going to briefly mention some of his teachers. Some of his teachers. We mentioned five of them, inshallah ta'ala. Men ashurihim. Al-Shaykh Ibrahim ibn Hamd ibn Jasir. Al-Shaykh Ibrahim ibn Hamd ibn Jasir. From the best of the most prestigious of the scholars of As-Sa'di. Ibrahim ibn Hamd ibn Jasir. Wathanihim Ibrahim ibn Salih ibn Isa. The second of them I want you to write down. Ibrahim ibn Salih ibn Isa. So now we have two, Ibrahim and Ibrahim. The third of his great prestigious Imams, Muhammad Amin al-Shinqiti, Min Ifriqa. Some of the brothers, they say, you always mention the African scholars. Perhaps that's true, yeah, 
لكن نحاول ألا نميل إلى بلد فوق بلد هذا ليس من إسلام but we try our best not to lean and more not to ماذا أميلا not to incline more towards one country or one continent over the other من أسلوبي أنا from my style if you can say that of teaching إذا أذكر شيخا من بلاد ما أذكر شيخا آخر من بلاد آخر حتى لا يقول أحد من الناس هذا الأخ يميله هذا الأخ يميله from my humble way if I mention a scholar from one country look man the next time I mention a scholar I try to mention a scholar from another country so nobody can say perhaps the brother's biased perhaps he's a black man so he mentions the scholars of the black continents perhaps he's studied in Yemen of course he's going to mention the Yemeni ulama he doesn't mention the scholars in Saudi a lot so the people can't say the likes of this ikhwan I don't mention the ulama in Bahrain a lot Liban uh, I have to learn more about them yeah. I don't know a lot of the scholars in Bahrain. I have to do some more research on them. Yeah, I only know if Sheikh Fawzi is there, Sheikh Khalid is there. But one of the countries that we don't give a lot of credit to, Ikhwan, yeah, is India. كان زمانا العلماء من حديث كثير منهم كانوا يسافرون إلى الهند أو كانوا من الهند الآن لا نذكرهم على الأسف ونعوذ بالله Years ago يا إخوان you wanted to study hadith you had to go to India You had to go there The scholars of hadith they were in India Mubarak 40 his, his students that were there رحمهم الله تعالى You all know his book The Silk Nectar He has great books يا إخوان شرح ترمذي that's a tremendous book. His students were there in India. And now, unfortunately, you don't even hear nothing about India. One of the brothers in our city in Philadelphia there, he wrote a list. He wrote a list. It's circulating on the internet. And he says, the scholars of today are only 30. There are only 30 scholars in the world today. You say, yeah, that's a lie. That doesn't even, your mind, your mind does not even allow, doesn't even believe that. How is there only three, 30 scholars in the world today? May Allah help us all, yeah, الآن نذكر إن شاء الله تعالى من أشهر تلاميذه. So now let's mention some of his most famous students. Men Ashurihim al-Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen From his most famous students Is the Shaykh that we all know, mashallah ta'ala Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen Rahimahullah ta'ala Ta'ir Wa min ashurihim ayda Al-Shaykh Abdullah ibn Abdurrahman al-Bassam Rahimahullah ta'ala كتب عظيمة جدا له الشرح بلوغ مرام والشرح عمدة الأحكام. The second one we're going to mention from his students, الشيخ عبد الله ابن عبد الرحمن البسام. He's similar to Sheikh Uthaymeen, لكن لم يصل لم يحصل إلى شهرته. But he didn't reach his fame. 
He's like Shekotimin in status and knowledge and prestige, but he wasn't as famous as Shekotimin. Shekotimin, mashallah ta'ala, kullu mashidin fi Amerika, kullu imamin wal khutaba yadkuruna al-Sheikh Muhammad ibn al-Salih al-Uthimin. Huwa mashhurun jiddin. Every mashid in America, they're on the sunnah, every imam, every khutib, mention Shekotimin in America. He is famous, ya ikhwan. Lahu sharhun fi jami'i al-funun. He has an explanation. I think this is one to come here for. He has an explanation in almost every science. He has an explanation in almost every science. You name the science. Uthkuru Fennan, mention the science. Mention the science from Islam. Aqeedah. Lahu shuruhatun fil aqeedah. Lahu sharhun fil kitab al-tawheed. Sharhun fil wasitiyah. Sharhun fi usul al-talatha. Sharhun fi usul al-sitta. Sharhun kathirun shuruhat min al-aqeedah. He has many explanations in aqeedah. Perhaps the most of his books are in aqeedah. He has an explanation of usul al-talatha. Explanation of aqeedah wasitiyah. Explanation of kitab al-tawheed. Explanation of, mashallah. Another science. Sheikh Mara. الفقه له كتب كثيرة في الفقه له شرح على العمدة شرح على البلوغ شرح على نيل أوطاء شرح عدة شروح من الفقه he has many explanations of the fiqh he explained بلوغ مرام in one life يا إخوان with the same man رحيم الله he explained عمدة he explained the book of our Sheikh الشوكاني not by his he's not actually his book he explained the book of Majd al-Din, the grandfather of Ibn Taymiyyah. Ibn Taymiyyah's grandfather katab a kitab and yusamma al-Muntaqa al-Akhbar. Wa shawkani ata wa sharha hadha al-kitab. Wa uthaymin ata wa alaqa ala sharhi al-shawkani. The great grandfather of Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah. He has a tremendous fiqh book, ya ikhwan. Somebody memorized this book. It's called Muntaqa al-Akhbar. Inshallah, we get to that level, inshallah. It's like Buluq, it's like Muharrar, just not as famous in America. May Allah help us all, ya ikhwah. So, Shaykh al-Islam's grandfather came and wrote this book of al-fiqh. Ash-Shawkani comes, the great Imam of al-Yemen, he comes and explains this book. Imam Uthaymin comes and comments on Imam Ash-Shawkani's explanation. And comments on Imam Shokani's explanation. Type another one of his scholars, his students, we're going to mention here, Ikhwan, Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Muhammad as Salman. Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Muhammad as Salman. Fatulabuhu kathiratun jiddan, Ikhwan, Ida nadkuru jami'aha, namshi shuruhan. Namshi shuruhan. If we mention all of his students, he has many students, Ya Ikhwan, we're going to be here for months. So let's mention, let's start some of the book, inshallah ta'ala. Qala bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa bihi nasta'inu. He says, by the name of Allah or with the name of Allah, the most merciful, the most compassionate. وَبِهِ نَسْتَعِينُ And by Him, we seek help. Who is by Him? Allah, our sent. هَلْ هَذَا جَعَزْ أَنْ نَحْلِفَ 
Is it allowed to swear by Allah using a pronoun? Yes. The answer is yes. Men, you might say, who can give an example? Fadha. Give an example of swearing by Allah without mentioning his name, mention a pronoun. Hey, Walladi. I sent by the one. Another example? Hey, uh, don't mention Allah's name. Pronoun. Bihi. But the domain has to go back to who? Allah. Allah. If the pronoun you're not talking about Allah, then this is shirk. And this is not allowed. We're talking generally. And I say, I swear by him. I did not say that. If my swear by him, I'm talking about Allah, this is allowed. If my swear by him, I'm talking about my father, when I then this is shirk. It's not allowed to say, I swear by my mother. It's not allowed to say, I swear by my Abby. Kuluhada shirk. All that is shirk. He says, and by him, we seek assistance. By him, we seek assistance. Alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiru wa natubu ilayhi All praise belongs to Allah. We praise Him. We seek His assistance and we seek His forgiveness. Wa natubu ilayhi And we repent to Him. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina And we seek refuge with Allah from the evils of ourselves. Wa sayyati a'malina And from the evils of our actions. Man yahtihi allahu falamudillala Whoever Allah guides, there's none that can guide him. And whoever he misguides, there's none that can guide him. Let's stop here for a moment, grammatically, or from the angle of the Arabic language. Hadith al-Nabi alayhi salatu salam Yadkuru isma Allah fil ula Lakin la yadkuru isma Allah fil thani If you pay attention here In the first sentence Allah's name is mentioned And whoever Allah guides There's none that can mislead him And whoever he misleads There's none that can guide him In the first sentence Allah is mentioned by name In the second sentence Allah is not mentioned And it comes the same way in the hadith of Ibn Mas'ud Allah is mentioned first. فَهَذَا خَطَأَ عِنْدَمَا نَقُولَ عَلَى الْمِنْبَارِ عِنْدَمَا نُتَرْجِمُ هَذَا So it's a mistake when we say in our Jumu'at, you, you heard this a lot in America, ya ikhwan. عِنْدَمَا نُتَرْجِمُ When we translate the khutbah to hajah, we say, and whoever Allah guides, there's none that can lead him astray. And whoever Allah misguides, there's none that can guide him. هَذَا خَطَأَ That's a mistake, ya ikhwan. Where is the mistake? Hey, the second part, what's the difference? Mahu al farq? Hey, Allah should not be mentioned. In the Sunnah, the Messenger of Allah says, Man yahdihillahu falamudillala wa man yudulil. Had al ha dhamir. Naam yaudu ilallah lakin lam yusamillahi ta'ala fithaniya. In the first sentence, Allah is mentioned. And whoever Allah guides, there's none that can misguide. And whoever he misguides. Yes, the pronoun, who is the he? 
Allah. But it's a difference in the Arabic language. If you say man al fa'il, aina dirasa, aina man yadrusul anahu. Where the students who study grammar, ya ikhwan. Ida aqulu lakum, wa man yudulil. If I say to you, and whoever he misguides, aina al fa'il, where is the door? Tight, where is it? Where is it? Hey, the ha. It's a mistake to say the fa'il is Allah. Nahwan in grab in grammar. You would say al fa'il dhamiruhu or al ha. You would or dhamirun dhamirun mustatir. You would say the pronoun the ha or the hidden pronoun. You wouldn't say the door is Allah. Allah is not mentioned. The pronoun goes back to Allah. Yes, but you can't say Allah is the doer here. That's a mistake. Whoever Allah guides. There's none that can misguide him. And whoever he misguides, there's none that can guide him. No. Whoever Allah guides, there's none that can misguide him. And whoever he uh, misguides, there's none that can guide him. وَشَدُّ وَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْتَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَا وَشَدُّ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبَدُوهُ وَرَسُولُهُ صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَالسَّلَامُهُ عَلَيْهِ Another grammatical benefit. قَالَ وَأَشْهَدُ بَدَأَ فِي الْجَمْعِ نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره هذا جميع هذا الجمع ثم قالوا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمد رسول الله دائما في شهادة نذكره في المفرد. Another grammatical benefit. He began in the plural for those who are paying attention. نحمده we praise him ونستغفره and we seek his forgiveness ونتوب إليه and we repent to him. When you get to the shahada, you can't say the plural. You can't say وَنَشْحَدُ وَلَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ You can't say and we testify. You can't testify to someone else's heart. So it's always going to be in the singular. So when you get to the shahada, you say أَشْحَدُ وَلَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَأَشْحَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And I, he began, we seek his forgiveness. We seek his aid. We repent to him. When you get to shahada and I bear witness, you can't have this in the plural. And I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah or his servant and his messenger. May the peace and salutations of Allah be upon him. قَالَ أَمَّا بَعْدْ To proceed. فَهَذَا كِتَابٌ مُخْتَصِرٌ فِي الْفِقْ So this is a summarized book that I have authored in the science of al-fiqh. جَمَعْتُ فِيهِ بَيْنَ الْمَسَائِلِ وَالدَّلَائِلِ and I have brought together in this book between masail issues, rulings, what dalail, and the proofs that point to such issues. وَاقْتَصَرَتُ فِيهِ عَلَى الْأَهَمِّ الْأُمُورِ And I summarize what I feel is the most important of affairs. وَعَظَمُهَا نَفَعًا And what I feel holds the most weight and is the most deserving or prestigious. Based upon the dire need of this subject. What's the subject, Yaqwan? Al fiqh, our scent. What's the intent of al fiqh? What's the intent of al fiqh? To glorify halal and haram. Type halal and haram. You can say that. Understanding huh? Understanding the deen. طيب نقول يا إخوان بعض العلماء ينقسمون الفقه إلى القسمين. اكتبوا هذا. Write this down يا إخوان. Some scholars say 
with regards to al-fiqh is divided into two parts. With regards to the word of al-fiqh, al-fiqh is divided into two parts. Al-awwal al-fiqhu al-akbar. Al-fiqhu al-akbar. The first group, al-fiqhu al-akbar. Major fiqh. Major fiqh. وَالثَّانِي الْفِقْهُ الْأَصْغَرِ الْفِقْهُ الْأَصْغَرِ The second category, minor fiqh. الْأَكْبَرِ وَالْأَصْغَرِ Major fiqh and minor fiqh. الْمَقْصُودُ بِالْفِقْهِ الْأَكْبَرِ الْعَقِيدَةِ وَالْمَقْصُودُ بِالْفِقْهِ الْأَصْغَرِ الْعِبَادَاتِ وَالْمُعَمَلَاتِ Those that say الْفِقْهُ الْأَكْبَرِ Major fiqh. The intent of major fiqh is belief. Is what we know in the modern time as aqeedah. So when you hear major fiqh, the intent is al-aqeedah, al-tawheed, wal-iman, the belief of al-Islam. When you hear al-fiqh al-asghar, the intent is the issues of worship, al-ibadat, al-mu'amalat. Wal-akharoon yuqasimoon al-nafs al-kalima أو نفس التعبير بكلمتين أخرتين. and then other scholars they come and they break it down the same way using two different terminologies. وهذا يحصل كثيرا. and you're going to find this a lot يا إخوان. عندما العلماء يختلفون في المعنى لا. يختلفون في استخدام التعبير. استخدام التعبير. you're going to find this a lot in your research يا إخوان. When the scholars differ over the meanings, no. When they differ over the word choice, the meaning is the same. But they differ on the usage of the word. This one uses this word. When this one uses this word, this imam says sunnah to mean obligatory. This imam says wajib to mean obligatory. Same meaning, two different words. The other group of scholars, they say... The first breakdown of al-fiqh is al-aqidah. And the second is al-fiqh. The second group, same meaning. They describe the major fiqh by saying al-aqidah, belief. And the second group or the second category, fiqh al-asghar, is al-fiqh. The al-ibadat, wal-mu'amalat, the issues of al-fiqh. Man yu'idu hadha, who can repeat that, ikhwah? For the chef. Why the Muslim translators they use misguided? You know, if Allah misguides nobody. Huh? So if somebody feels non-Muslim, say, what? We already misguided. We have no hope. <laughs> but, uh, they shouldn't be using that word misguided. They should use whoever Allah leaves astray. No one can die. That's right. more appropriate. Our beloved Sheikh, he says a benefit, Yehwan. He says sometimes when you translate, somebody may say Allah misguides, and the non-Muslim comes and say, hey, you already said Allah misguided me. I have no hope. So I might as well give up. So why not say... What's your translation? Uh, whoever leaves astray. Why not say whoever leaves astray? No one can guide. No one can guide. طيب حقا المعنى واحد لكن كل مترجم لعلهم يختلفون في استخدام الترجمة وهذا يحصل كثيرا أيضا. So our Sheikh is pointing out another benefit, إخوان. Technically the meaning is the same. Misguided or the one who is astray. Technically, in the English language, that's the same. However, some words can be more 
uh, heartfelt or more heavy, that's true, Yehwan. However, every translator may differ. And that's okay, as long as you capture the meaning. But what he's saying is true. Sometimes you read the translations, and you may not agree. But as long as the meaning is there, he translated it correctly. Somebody says, erred, or astray, or misguided. In English, the meaning is the same. But naam, al-kalima mukhtarifatun min thani But this word may be different than the second word. Mithalun akhar, another example, kalimatu kafir. The word bil arabiya kafir. The word in Arabic is kafir. Kafir. Who can translate this to English? Disbeliever. What else? Non Muslim. What else? To cover up. To cover. Someone who's covering. We got three. What else? Disbeliever. Four. What's the point, Yahwan? That there could be many translations of a word. But yes, it's from wisdom, Yehwan. Keva nurtajumu hadili kalima. Man al masmu'in. Who are those who are listening? So it is from wisdom to know how to talk to someone, how to translate to someone. And the man atakalam ila ummi. La akulu laha ummi. Anti la tu minina billahi ta'ala. La la akulu hada. When I'm talking to my mother, she's a Christian. Allahu yahdiha wa iyana. May Allah guide her and all of us. I don't say, Ummi, you don't believe in Allah. I don't say that to her. I don't say, you don't believe in Allah. I say, you don't believe in Allah according to Al-Islam. You don't believe in Allah according to the Quran and Sunnah. I don't say, you don't believe in Allah. So it's from wisdom to know how to talk to someone. When we go to my mother's house, we don't walk in there, نَدْخُلَ الْبَيْتَ What? نَسْحَبْ كُلَّ صُورَةً مِنْ جِدَارِهَا وَنُدَمِّرُ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ لَا 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 هَذَا لَيْسَ مِنْ حُسْنِ الدَّعَوَةِ When we go to Ummi's house, we don't go there, Ummi, you got all these pictures, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ This is not from Islam. We don't do that, Yehwa. That's not from wisdom. You go eat at someone's house. And you're going to say, hey, هَلْ هَذَا حَلَالٌ هَلْ هَذَا ذَبِيحَ أَمْ لَا أَنَا لَا أَكُلُ and the first question you're going to say, Hey, hey, is this halal, yaakhi? Is this the biha? I only eat the biha, yaakhi. Alhamdulillah, is this the biha? That's an okay question. But there's a way to do so. There's a way to ask. You're not going to wait till the, the food is prepared. His wife, mashallah ta'ala, amada kanat, ishtahidat kathira tan fil matbakh, thumma ta'am ja'a, wal an tas'alu hadha su'al. No. So now you get invited to the house, the wives, the women there and there, mashallah ta'ala, and the men also, those who are helping. I don't want no one to think that cooking is only for the, for the women, ya ikhwan. It's allowed to cook for the men also. And and I've been saying this for years, Yaqwan. I'm not of those who say, in my family, she gets offended when I say this. I say, likewise, I challenge you also. Buy it. In a nice way. She's from Jersey, Yaqwan. So you gotta be a little more, gotta watch what you say there. Buy it. At any rate, we say, I'm not from those that believe that the inside of the house is only for the women. 
I say to those brothers who say that and those sisters who say that, give me some Quran and Sunnah to show that the inside of the house is only for the woman. If we're truthful, I guarantee you, you can bring no hadith or no ayah that specifies and shows clearly that it's on the woman to do all the cooking because she's a woman, and it's on the woman to do the cleaning because she's a woman, and it's on the woman. Where's the hadith that says that? Someone's going to say, what about the hadith? When Fatima and Ali, they went to the Messenger Ali Sallam. Sorry. The Prophet of Allah didn't give them a servant, didn't give them someone to help them in the house. He told them to make dhikr. If it was obligatory, how could the Prophet not give them what's obligatory? He told them to make the dhikr. So that would not be a strong proof, ya Ikhwan. Many of the brothers, Many of the men we believe, because we're the men, I don't know where we got this from, Yaqwan. We believe since we're the men, the women have to take care of the inside of the house. That's religion. No. Where does Allah say that? Someone's going to say, what about the ayah? Surah Nisa, Ar-Rijalu Qawamun Ala Nisa, Al-Ayah, Naam. The men are the maintainers and the providers and the protectors and the shelterers of the women. Where does it say that it's upon the woman for the inside of the house? Where does it say that? If that's true, then why did the Messenger of Allah, the best of creation, help his women, help his family with the inside of the house? If that's true, Yaqwa. Remember, Islam is built upon proofs. It's not the wrong with a brother say, hey, hey, honey, Habibati Fala, Ijlisi, Anna Unadifu Jidara. There's nothing wrong with the man to come and say, Hey, baby doll, honey, big head, whatever he calls his wife, that's okay. So I don't know in Somalia, you guys have nicknames for the women. That's allowed, yeah, as long as you don't offend. It's not allowed to offend. You can't say big hit if you know it's going to harm her. You can't say, what's another joke here? You can't call her this and this and this if it's going to harm her. That's haram. You have to use a nickname that's pleasant, that's kind, peaceful. She's dark skinned, you're not going to call her a name that's offensive. She's light skinned, you're not going to call her a name that's offensive. No, you're going to call her a beloved name. We're gonna call our kind name Halalati, the one that's halal for me. Oh, she's, you're gonna you're gonna get everything that night. Mashallah, you're gonna get rice, you're gonna get a Mountain Dew, you're gonna get a Pepsi, you're gonna get everything that night. You come home, yeah, Halalati. She never heard that one before. Come on, write that down, you married brothers. Take that home, inshallah. You'll thank me tomorrow. You come home, you say, what's another one, Yehwa? Shamsi fisama. Oh. You're going to get everything that night. Hey, you're like the sun to me in the sky. Antika comedy filayl. You're like the moon and the nighttime. We can make up names, Yaqwan. And we don't always need the names of the non-Muslims. We don't always need honey. Sometimes you're in the Walmart and you hear the man say, Hey, honey. And 25 women turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that, Yaqwan. 
The Muslims, we can make up our own nicknames, yeah, Juan. Look at the Messenger of Allah. Alayhi salam, he used to call Aisha. What's the hadith there, Juan? Ya Humayra. That's eloquent. In the, in the Nahu, from the Sikhatul Tafdil, Humayra. They say that she used to get red and blushy, her complexion. Humayra is the small red one. The small red one. Your wife is light-skinned or pale. You call her, Ya Humayra. Oh, small red one. MashaAllah. You don't have, you could be eloquent, you can be nice, and your nickname's Ikhwan. You don't always have to say, babe, honey, habibati. Everybody's habibati. We don't all have to use the same ones over and over and over, Ikhwan. You can be creative. Alhamdulillah. Can I call my wife the name of her country? That's a lot. She's from Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Misriya. My little baby daughter, Aisha, she sounds like the Egyptians when she recites. So I say Misriyati, my Egyptian one. You can do that, yeah, Juan. She's from Yemen, yeah, Yemeniya. Alhamdulillah, as long as she doesn't get offended, yeah, Juan. Some of the Egyptians don't like when you call them African, as if Egypt is not in Africa. I never understood that, yeah, Juan. I remember in Egypt, one of the brothers, Wallahi, I'm not African. Misr, fi Afrika, malaka. He said, Wallahi, Allah, Allah, the kavit. You say, how is that Allah, yeah, Egypt is in Africa. Hey, he have tried to fight you, yeah. May Allah help us all, yeah, Juan. How much time we got left, yeah, Juan? 24 minutes. So let's get some benefit, inshallah. So who can mention the name of a Saadi? Who can mention the name of a Saadi? Sheikh Mayra, tafadl. Abdul Rahman ibn Nasir al Saadi. طيب اكتبوا هذه الكلمة write this down يا إخوان قال الشيخ فهذا كتاب مختصر في الفقه he says this is a book a summarized book in fiqh write this word down يا إخوان الاختصار الاختصار the word summarized what does it mean الاختصار it's going to be on your, on your test إن شاء الله الاختصار قال تقليل المباني مع إيفاء المعاني The word summarized الاختصار is when the words are few the words are few but the meaning is fulfilled the words are تقليل the words are few مع إيفاء المعاني but the meaning is achieved or fulfilled تقليل المباني مع إيفاء المعاني. تقليل المباني مع إيفاء المعاني. Who can mention from our sisters? One of the students of Asadi. Just one. He was paying attention from our, our mothers and our daughters, our sisters. One of the students of a Saadi. They see who's back there paying attention. Are they on their Facebook or TikTok or hip hop? Or what are they on, Yehwan? Anyone from our daughters? One of his students? Uh -huh. We got to make a little exercise for the women. We get the brothers push ups. 
and sit-ups. What's the exercise they can do when they get back home, Ya Khan? We think of something, inshallah. Ta'i who can mention one of his students? he says this is a summarized book of al-fiqh. I have comprised, I have joined together therein between al-masail and al-dala'il. Next two words. Al-masail. Al-masail. What does it mean? Al-masail. Al-masail qala al-ahkam al-lati tahtaj ila ma'rifati hukmiha. Masail, you're going to write, are those issues, those affairs that we are in need of learning their rulings. Al-masail hi al-ahkam al-lati tahtaj ila hukmiha. There are those issues, those affairs that we are in need of learning. What does this mean? Or what's the ruling of that? Naqul mathalan, Salatul Fajri wajibun. We say Al-Fajr is obligatory. That's an issue. That's a mas'ala, that's a masa'i. Naqul Jilbabul Mar'a wajib. Thawbu, tayyib. Thawbu, aw ma yushbihu thawbu, sunnatun lil-rijal. We say a jilbab, or that which resembles a jilbab for the women is obligatory. That's a mas'ala, masa'i, an issue. A thawb, or what resembles a thawb, is a sunnah for the men. Naqul, mas'ala satru al-ra'as yustahab lil-rijal. We say for the men. وَلَا أُرِيدُكُمْ أَنْ تَقْدِبُ عَلَيْنَا يَا إِخْوَانَ عَرَفْنَا أَنَّ هَذَا لَيْسَ مَشْهُورًا عِنْدَ الصُّمَالِيِينَ وَلَا أُرِيدُكُمْ أَنْ تَقْضِبُ عَلَيَّ نَتَكَلَمْ فِي الْعِلْمِ فَقَطْ لَا أُرِيدُكُمْ أَنْ تَقْضِبُ عَلَيَّ And we, don't, we hope no one gets offended here. This second example, we know this is not famous in Somalia. At any rate, for the men, covering your head, for the men to cover your head, is not obligatory, but it's highly, highly, highly recommended for the men to cover your head. Especially you brothers who are on who are seeking knowledge. That's from the descriptions, the manners, the hay'ah, the appearance of a student of knowledge. In the time of the great Imams of the past, when someone gave their testimony, I saw that, I was there, I saw this. If his hair wasn't covered, they didn't take his testimony. And in the courthouses years ago, if a witness came, Without their head covered, they would not take their testimony. And this shows the appearance of the man, especially the man. 
We can't say it's obligatory. Why can't we say that? There's no proof to support that. You can't say it's obligatory. However, it's highly, highly, highly recommended for the men to cover their heads. Is it allowed for a sister to uncover her hair? No. No? no. Yes. Yes? yes. <laughs> no, 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 yes. Let's see who's the Bukhari. Huh? So if I say, what's the delay for men to cover their head? Mm. What uh, delay do they have? They use the fact that في أكثر أوقات كان النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام له شيء على الرأس وجاء من حديث جابر عند البخاري خرج مرة واحدة ورأسه مكشوف. There's a hadith that's in Bukhari narrated by Jabir that the messenger of Allah one time came out with nothing on his head. But usually, usually you find the Prophet of Allah has something on his head. So for this reason, many of the scholars of Hadith, they say, since he almost always has something on his head, it's recommended. And you can't say it's obligatory, because this one time, he came out with nothing on his head. Allah Alam. One of our sisters had their hands up. Tfatali. No. Uh, raise your voice slightly. One more time. Um, the ayah about the old women, it is not, it is not obligatory upon every woman. The elderly. If she reaches an age, um, an elderly of that age, then it's not obligatory upon her. That's a good breakdown. But well, it's better for her to But it's better for her to do so, our sinti. What about where she's at and who's around her? Perhaps she's home with her women. Or upon her family member. And you can break down family into two types. From the family members are those, you don't see this a lot in America, those that she can marry. Somebody can say, why can't my cousin be my wakil? Or my wali, rather. He can be a wakil, but my wali. Because you can marry your cousin. But he can be appointed over you. So the family member can be broken down into two. From the family that you can marry. And from the family that you can't marry. From those that you can marry. and From those that you're allowed to marry them. They are not allowed to see your hair. You can make that a principle. Those that you can marry are not allowed to see your hair. Those that you cannot ever marry, they're allowed to see your hair. وَهُمْ مِنَ الْمَحَارِمِ And they are from your mahram. تَفَضُّ يَا أَخِي Could be. Some scholars say that. Some scholars, they say, يَا إِخْوَانِ الْعِمَامَ لَيْسَتْ مِنَ السُنَّةِ بَلْ هِيَ مِنَ الثَّقَافَةِ وَمِنْ عَادَةِ الْعَرَبِ هذا القول Some scholars they say when the imamah is not religious Some say that They say it has nothing to do with Quran and Sunnah Some scholars say that They say it's cultural That's true, some scholars say that Other scholars say it's from the Sunnah Due to the heat Some say due to the heat, due to the wind Due to the practice of the people Culture means Adatun nas, oh amalu an nas. 
Some, uh, the word culture means a practice of a group of people. Sometimes it could be alone. Sometimes it could be a mother, thoban ma. Sometimes it could be a shakal. Sometimes it could be a certain color. Sometimes certain regions, certain countries wear certain colors. Madran fil Khalij, fil Yemen, wa fil Qatar, fil Bahrain, fil Saudiya. Al-Nisa yata'awadna ala al-Aswad. ولعل هذا ليس من الدين ولا يكون يتعلق بالدين لا هذا من عملي هؤلاء الذين يعيشون في هذا المكان When you look at the Khalij, the Gulf, Yemen, Saudia, Bahrain, Qatar, UAE, Dubai وما أشبه ذلك and the likes of that area most of their women there were black Is that religious? It appears that it's cultural It appears it's cultural and then you have some place in Africa. Al-Maratu al-Sunniyatu al-Lati ta'ishu fi Afrika. Madalan, ta'ishu lawn al-Akhar. Sometimes in Africa, the women that's on the Sunnah there, they wear different colors. Rayyan, those bright colors, mashallah ta'ala. Sometimes in Malaysia, China, Asin, Yaban, the women on the Sunnah there, they wear white, cream, those light colors. That's culture, ya yeah. Has nothing to do with a particular ayah or a hadith. Someone's going to say, what about the hadith? When the women came out, they came out as if they were crows. Naam, hadha sahih fil Bukhari wa Muslim. Lakin laha ma'na wa la yakunu sahiha. That hadith is authentic. However, it's not crystal clear. What does that mean? Yes, it could mean that they had on black. That's true. It can also mean that they had on something dark. It could also mean everything upon them was covered except their eyes, like a crow. It's not sarihan. That's the word in our Mustalah Hadith class. Sarihan. It's not crystal, crystal clear. قَالَ وَاهِلْ مِنَ الْإِخْوَةِ أَنْتَ تَعَلَّمْنَا مِنْكَ أَنَّكَ لَا تَقُولْ أَنَّنِي قَعَبَ عَلَى الْوُجُوبِ نَقُولْ نَعَمْ لِمَاذَا One of the brothers, they said some time ago, I learned from you, brother, you say the niqab is not obligatory. When this shape said it's obligatory, and that shape said it's obligatory. You say, yes, that's true. I say that. Lakin ain't a delay. Where's the proof? Al-Islam Islam is built upon proofs. Where's the proofs, Yaqwan? فَلِذَلِكَ قَالَ بَعْدُ الْعُلَمَاءَ لِعَدَمِ الدَّلِيلِ الَّذِي يَدُّلُ عَلَىٰ الْوُجُوبِ كَمَا قَالَ الْأَلْبَانِ رَحِيمُهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ So for this reason, many of the ulama, they say, the strongest opinion is that the face veil is recommended, not obligatory. Why? Because where is the proof that says she's sinful if she doesn't do so? This is why it appears that what Sheikh Al-Bani is saying is the strongest. Not because he's from... And this one is from Yemen. No, Yehwan. That has nothing to do with Islam. Stop looking at where the scholar is from. Nah. Look at his Quran and his Sunnah. Look at his Quran and his Sunnah. Jam'u min ahli ilmi yaquluna ala anna niqaba wajib. Minhum Shaykhu Shaykhina Shaykh Muqbil. Wa minhum Shaykh Fawzan. Wa minhum Shaykh Abdul Mursin. Wa minhum Shaykh Ibn Abbas. Wa minhum Shaykh Al-Ba'ah. Shaykh Udaymin. Naam. Hum kathir. Lakin ain't dalil. Yes. Some scholars say the face fall is obligatory. Who? The scholar of our scholar. Shaykh Muqbil. Who else? 
Shake up the Marsen, who else? Shake Fozan, who else? Shake up Abbas, who else? Shake Odemi, also we forgot one, Asadi. They have that a point of view. Yes, the scholars differ. But where is their proof? Likewise, do you have to prove whether or not something is custom? You don't have to prove it. It could be known. You have to prove that it's custom. It's not only to prove it, it could be known. But you have to prove if it's not from the Quran or Sunnah. That's why sometimes they may differ. Like the, the, the khimar for the man. Some people say it's not religious. The Prophet wore it for whatever reason he wore it for. Other scholars say the fact that he wore it makes it religious. They differ there. Some scholars say it's not religious. Some scholars say it is religious. They differ there. And that's going to happen from time to time. It's highly recommended, and I say to the brothers and the sisters, I'll say to the brothers especially, because the women usually outdo us in this. It's usually the men. Especially once it, when it get hot. You find the sisters, mashallah ta'ala, may Allah ta'ala bless our mothers and our daughters and our wives and our sisters, ikhwan, fil harara, fi shidatil harara, talbisu jilbaban, wa ba'aduhunna khimaran, wa ba'aduhunna jilbaban, wa khimaran, wa niqaban, wa ba'aduhunna jilbaban, khimaran, niqaban, wal qufazin, Allahu Akbar, ayna nahnu min ha'ula, ayna nahnu ya ikhwan. Many of our women, our daughters, our wives, our sisters, many of them wear the jilbab. Many of them jilbab and the khimar. Many of them jilbab, khimar, and the niqab. And then some of them go a step further. Allahu Akbar. She has on a jilbab, niqab, khimar, and she covers her hands. Where are we from the likes of that, ya ikhwan? Akhtaruna nal nanduru min nafidatil bayt ila shams. Many of us, the men, what do we do? We see the sun out from inside the house. Oh, there it is, Yahi. No foe for me. No khimar, no kufi, no izar. And then the same brothers who we don't dress on the sunnah let our wives come out like that. Nobody's going to be patient. With the sister who takes off her kimar and otaliku kimabasharat, I divorce you. She's gonna say, Hey, you divorcing me because I'm not on the sunnah, you're not on the sunnah also. And sometimes we are more severe against our wives than we are ourselves. She's covered, mashallah, and most of the men, it's hot, it's only sunnah. It's only sunnah. Be aware of that word, it's only sunnah. No, a sunnah to tahdi ila jannah The sunnah guides to the, to, to the paradise. A sunnah to yaqwan to kafir al Following the sunnah can get your sins forgiven. So don't ever use those words. It's only sunnah. La la yaqwan. Ittaqillah ta'ala. Fear Allah. Naqul. Awla lana an natba'uha li'annaha mina sunnah. We should say it's better for us to follow it. Because it's a sunnah. Even if in our masjid, and perhaps we can do this, if it's not an issue, even if I don't wear a thawb when I go to Billah, when I come to the masjid, I'm going to pray in a thawb. After salah, that's between me and my Lord. But in the salah, in the jamir, 
ألبس ثوبا أو ما يشبه ثوبا هذا الأولى لأننا نصلي لله تعالى Even the brother who doesn't wear a thobe When I come in the masjid I'm going to put a thobe on Or something that resembles a thobe And if I don't wear it when I leave That's between me and my Lord But at least step by step Step by step One day you go I remember when I was a new Muslim Oh, I was a new Muslim And I remember I used to not wear Nothing from Islam Nothing I grew up watching TV And when I was Billah فَكَانَ كُنْتُ أُشَاهِدُ تِلْفَازِ يُسَمَّ عَاسِ وَالْمُسْلِمُونَ فِي ذَلِكَ الْبَرْنَامِجِ كُلُّهُمْ يَلْبِسُونَ سِلْوَالًا أَسْوَدَ وَقَمِيسًا أَسْوَدْ فَكُنَّا نَتْبَعُهُمْ نَتْبَعُهُمْ دِينًا So when I was a new Muslim, there was a TV show and I'm not telling no one to watch TV, that's not my Islam talking about myself before so now the brother telling us to watch TV I'm not doing that here, I used to watch a show called Az Perhaps it reached Kansas City years ago. And it was Muslims in jail. And they had a look. They all wore what we call in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, dicky suits. I don't know if you have that. It's a carpenter type of suit, a painter suit, where you wear black slacks and a black shirt. So all the Muslims wore that on that TV show. So us being new Muslims, we followed them. So that was our, that was our sunnah. Every Muslim in my city dressed like that. That's all I knew. I remember my first thobe was a brother Umar al-Misri Hafidhullah Ta'ala Khayyata thoban biyadihi Hafidhullah Ta'ala Wa'atani iyahu hadiyatan I remember the brother Umar al-Misri from Egypt He used to make thobes by hand MashaAllah He was a khayyat A tailor He used to make thobes by hand And one day he came to me He said hey I got a gift for you I said inshallah I never got a gift from a man before. It was kind of strange at that time. I'm American. I'm a little weird. <laughs> so yeah. you got a gift from me? You sure? Yeah? What kind of gift you got? So he gave me a garment. I said, oh, this, what am I going to do with this dress, Yaqi? I don't wear this dress. I don't wear this. So he said, inshallah, you get to the level where this will be a dress. So one day, I had nothing to wear. And I said, hey, I got that dress. I called it a dress. I got that dress that the brother gave me. I went to the, my dorm room. I put it on, mashallah. And then from that day, something about the thaw. It helps you stay away from sin. It helps you. Sometimes a song comes on and you got your thaw on. And you can't, you're not going to be outside on a, on a step dancing. No, you, you look like a Muslim. You're not going to be like that. The, <laughs> the car rides past and that's your song. You start clapping your feet. You start moving and dancing. He said, I look, I look like a Muslim. Ah, oh, stop for the law. You see the pretty girl walks past, hey, 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 your father. I look like a Muslim. I'm Muslim. Psychological, psychologically, the foe helps you. Most of the times we commit sin, look at what we got on. We don't have a thobe on. We don't have a kufi on. We don't have a jilbab on. Most of the time we commit sin, we don't look like the Muslim. Wearing the Islamic clothes psychologically helps you. I guarantee you, we get some miswacks. Somebody go online and get some miswacks. The first time you use a miswack, automatically, psychologically. What do you want to do after that? Recite. Psychologically. No matter how sleepy you are, you take the miswack. Where's my Quran? Automatically. Psychologically. 
Sometimes you can be affected psychologically. You walk in the masjid in Ramadan, we used to work out. Myra and the brothers, mashallah, in the corner. The hour before, we broke fast. And I outdid them in push-ups, mashallah. Tayyip. And the brother cheated that day also. May Allah make it easy. Tayyip. You come in the masjid, the brothers are working out. Psychologically, hey, I can do a couple also. Psychologically. You come in, the sisters are reciting Quran. A sister walks in. Oh, mashallah. Psychologically, it helps. It motivates. You walk in the masjid, everybody is sleeping. Automatically, somebody's going to start yawning. Psychologically, it affects the ikhwan. Sometimes, an Islamic garment, I guarantee you, it helps. Psychologically. Someone had their hand up, ikhwan? One of our mothers, one of our daughters, Fadli. Ah. If your parents tell you not to follow a particular sunnah, ماذا تصنعين? Then what do you do? إذا الأب أو الأم مثلا تأمرك بشيء من الدين فالأولى لك أن تطيعهما هذا الأولى. If your parents command you with something that's from the religion, that's from the religion, then it's better that you obey them. Obligatory upon you to obey them. إذا يأمرانك بشيء يخالف الكتاب والسنة لا يجوز لك أن تطيعهما. If they command you with something that is not from the religion, that contradicts Quran and Sunnah, is not obligatory for you to obey them. Even if they're your parents. Because what they're commanding you to do is not from the Quran and Sunnah. If they command you to do something that's from the religion or it doesn't contradict the religion. If your mother, the sister wants to go to masjid such and such, it's far, it's far away. So the mother commands her to go to a closer masjid. Here, that's allowed. The mother has more right to be obeyed here. The sister wears a jilbab and the mother perhaps is ignorant of this issue. She hasn't reached that level of this issue yet. She doesn't know. So the mother commands the daughter not to wear the hijab. Here is obligatory upon you not to comply, not to obey your mother here. Because this commandment contradicts the Quran and the Sunnah. Likewise, if the commandment comes from Mada, from the Father, it's the same. 
البنت تكون أكثر علما وأكثر فهما من الأم والأب فالأولى لها أن تعلمهما Sometimes the daughter may have more knowledge than the mother, than the father. So perhaps the daughter could try to show the mother, teach the mother, teach the father. But it depends on what she's commanding with. Islam is not always about the one that's commanding. Likewise, as Zoj was Zoja, the husband and the wife. بعض الرجال يظنون كل أمر منا يجب عليها أن يأنتوتعها الأمر ليس كذلك Sometimes us the men we think it's the same way I'm the man whatever I command you to do you have to do it because you're the wife That's not from Islam يا أخوان It depends on the commandment هل هذا أمر يخالف الكتاب والسنة أم لا Does this commandment oppose the Quran and Sunnah or not If it oppose the Quran and Sunnah it's not allowed to be followed لا لا طاعة لا طاعة في نعم حديث علي عند الإمام عند الإمام مسلم والإمام الترمذي علي بن طالب يسأل قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام لا لا طاعة في معصية لا طاعة لخالق لمعصية لا طاعة للمخلوق لمعصية الخالق that there is no obedience to creation that it implies disobedience للخالق to the creator أحسنت من حديث علي that there is no obedience لا طاعة للمخلوق that there is no obedience to creation when it entails disobedience to the Creator. Now, any of our sisters again? Fadali? What about the what? Tayyib, niqab. Ah, هذا مختلف. That's different, Yaqwan. Tayyib, إذا البنت ترى أن النقاب واجبا ليس من رأيها ليس من شهوتها لكن من فهمها للنصوص من فهمها للكتاب والسنة والأم تأمرها أن لا تلبس النقابة أولى لها أن لا تطيع أمها لماذا؟ لأنها ترى هذا واجب If the daughter has knowledge of Islam and she's not talking with her desires she's not blind following this one or that one she believes when she looks at the Quran and Sunnah, in her understanding, she agrees with those scholars who say wearing the niqab is obligatory. Like a Saadi, like Sheikh Odameen, like Sheikh Abu Nabaz, like Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Fouzan. She looks at the Quran and Sunnah and she understands it the same way. She understands the hadith the Messenger والسلام, hadith Aisha, and what the Messenger of Allah says, Al-mar'atu awratun kulluha. That the woman is an aura, all of her. That's a proof that those scholars use. She understands it to be obligatory. Pay attention here. And the mother understands it to be recommended. And the mother tells her to not wear the niqab. Here is better not to obey the mother. Why? Because she sees it to be obligatory. So she wears the face veil. Lakin, tara niqaba mustahabba. والأم تأمرها ألا تتنقب الأولى لها ألا تتنقب وجوبا للأم Another issue The daughter sees wearing the face veil to be recommended When she looks at the Quran and Sunnah Not following her desires No When she looks at the Quran and Sunnah She understands it to be recommended 
not obligatory. And the mother commands her not to wear it. Now it's better for her not to wear it. An obligation for the mother. Because what the mother's asking for is actually from the religion. You guys with me? So it depends on not who's commanding you. What are they commanding? What about getting married? Oh. The man wants to get married. His mother says, don't get married yet. Wait a couple more years. What's better to do? It's his mother. Who can answer? Wait. He waits? Depends on the situation. Depends on the situation. Explain. Ishrah. I sense. Now he lives in a land in America. It's hard, yeah, Juan. I'll say, marry the children off. Mashallah. As soon as somebody may say, that's strict, yeah, No problem. Maybe it is strict. I say, as soon as the child can differentiate between a Jamila and a Jamila, as soon as little Abdullah. He comes, my youngest baby, his name is Nu'aim. Soon as Nu'aim comes, and he can say, Abby, sister such and such is pretty. Abby, sister such and such is not that pretty. Once he can differentiate between pretty, when they're young, everybody's pretty, inshallah. Right? If he can say, hey, Abby, oh, that one is pretty, then we should get ready to marry him off. That's better. In America, some of the people go to college, you're asking for trouble. She's going to live on campus in, in America. Hey, let's get married. Alhamdulillah. And Alhamdulillah. Give her a dowry, Yaqi. Where's the happy? It's better, Yaqwan. I say marry the people off, even if they have nowhere to live. Where are they going to live at? They're going to live with Abby and Ummi right now. It's still better. It's still better. She lives in one place. The husband lives in another place. It's better. At least it's halal. You don't have to sneak around. Hey, I'm going to call you. Now, they don't have to do none of that. Download this little TikTok, hip hop. They don't have to do none of that. They're halal. Alhamdulillah. It's better, ya ikhwan. Sometimes the people say, hey, they're too married. They're, they're too young to get married. Maybe. Maybe. But it's still better and more honorable. Look at where we live, ya ikhwan. We're not back home. We're not in a Muslim land. We're in America. Where everywhere you turn around, it's nudeness, and nakedness, and music, and drugs, and this, and that. Almost every path leads to illegal relations, or that which is more severe than that. So as a protection, it'll be more honorable. Even if they're married, and all they do is talk on the phone. Alhamdulillah. We live in America, Yaqwa. Sometimes it's as if we forget the country we live on. Every TV show you watch. What can you watch nowadays? I guarantee you. If we have a TV, let's be truthful. Let's, while we're watching something, let's write down how many things are sinful. Even you're watching sports. Nowadays, his hour is not covered. Her hour is not covered too. There's a music, three. The commercial comes on, four. Be truthful. Even the, the, matter, the games for the children. He plays that, what's the audio game? The, the driving game, the car game? Uh, what's the game, Yaqwa? Uh, 
GTA, where they, they kill, they, they curse at you, they cut the man's head off, they shoot the little, this a little baby, playing a game. Grand Lapsity. MashaAllah, Grand, uh, what's, what's it called? Grand Lapsity. Hey, Grand, uh, Grand something. Lapsity. Grand Larceny. MashaAllah. He's eight, learning how to sell drugs on the game. Oh, Abby, I'm about to buy a bag of weed from the man. What kind of game is that? He don't have the money. Oh, I'm about to shoot. Watch how I shoot him. I'm about to blow him up. No, that, that's how the games are. We have to be careful. We allow our kids to play. And then once they get addicted to it, they're not, you can't give them Pac-Man after that. He's not going to play no Pac-Man now. No, he got to play that grand larceny where they kill and shoot and rob. We have to be careful. Even watching some of the TV cartoons. Look how they dress. This man, the little boy cartoon man, is married to the boy cartoon boy, and the little girl, you have to be careful, Yahuwah. You have to be careful. If it's hard for the men, how much so the little boys, the little girls? You can't talk about Allah in the schools, but we can talk about homosexuality. You can't talk about Muhammad. You can't talk about Isa. You can't talk about Musa. But you can talk about if you don't like your Islam, your, your gender identity, you're allowed to change it. You have to be careful, Yahweh. Sometimes we forget where we live at. So I say, you may call it strict. I say it's a protection, Yahweh. I say it's a protection. Some people say arranged marriages last more than the marriages that you can choose. At any rate, I say just be mindful where we live, Yahweh. We'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. جَاءَ وَقْتُ الْأَلَذَانِ وَسُبْحَانَكَ لَهُمُ وَبِحَمْدِكَ أَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْكَ وَجَزَاكُمُ اللَّهُ خَيْرًا اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ اللَّهُ أَكْ